Hey, everybody. I sat down via Zoom to talk with Billy Hopkins, my old casting partner from New York, and Leah Daniels Butler, also part of the family, about how actors and casting directors are breaking down barriers and connecting with each other in this new normal we find ourselves in via social media challenges, Instagram lives, open calls, and more. And Leah ran a massively popular monologue challenge that she took valiantly into a daily Instagram Live for several days, which was a realized collaboration right there on social media. And it was fantastic. The three of us talked about how we're all making our new virtual space work, what we want from actors during these unfamiliar times, and actually always, and what the future of casting and the industry will bring for all of us. So have a listen, and we hope our conversation helps bring more clarity and access during these challenging days that we're all facing together. Enjoy. Hi, guys. Hi, Risa. Hi, Leah. Hi, Hi, Billy. Hey, Um, B. I love that you call him B. Um, (laughs) So thank you for being here today to have this uh, conversation. and uh, I just want to jump in because I know that we uh, have lots to say and, and, and all of us limited time. So uh, first of all, I want to in, invite you both to just say a tiny bit about this interesting triangle of relationship that we all have, meaning that I've known Billy uh, since the beginning of time and I've known you, you've known Billy for a long time and we've all had you know really strong relationships. So let's just start with Lee and Billy, how do you guys know each other, and how and what's your relationship been over the, those years? And uh, and 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 Billy, you're in New York right now, and Leah, you're where where in Los and Angeles? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll go first, and I'll let Billy go. I um I've known Billy for a very very long time because Billy is family. <laughs> Billy is my I guess my brother-in-law. If I don't know. Yeah, We're, that's how I would say. <laughs> um, and Billy and uh, my brother uh, raised my niece and my nephew, my twin nephew and niece, and we have just been family before work, before anything. Um, we're family first, so that's how I was introduced to Billy. I wasn't introduced to him as a casting director originally. He just came on as family. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 correct. We were family first, and then we we started working together on Lee's projects. Mm-hmm. Um, starting with Precious, I guess, maybe, yeah. maybe even before that, or, or, or then the, what no, was I that think, first? Well, I think, no, that, no, what, what I was didn't that first film? The Monsters Ball. Oh, you, you didn't did, work on that? Yeah, no, I didn't work okay. on Monsters Ball, but we, he, we talked a lot, but, um, yeah, but yeah, no, at the time I was at Warner Brothers when he was, yeah, but officially it was, I guess, Precious, and then we've done Lee's projects since, t- both television and film, film. and, mm-hmm. um, we have a good, relationship with each other so yeah when was precious yeah. how long ago was that do you remember the year or 2010 maybe well like 10 yeah. years ago yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a long time it might even have been earlier than that B, 2009 perhaps yeah i think it came out in 210 yeah but i think, but I think we were yeah we 2009 is when we were filming yeah. yeah wow that's so great um billy you want to just say a little bit about how long we go back <laughs> Reese and I go back way, way, way when we went to the, to the off-Broadway theater, the Ensemble Studio Theater, and I was the intern, the casting intern, and Risa was the um, assistant to the artistic director, Kurt Dempster. And so just by virtue of her job and my job, we were also the two youngest people there, so we became friends. And then we, we um, 
Risa and I would work together on the casting of the plays. And then we decided we wanted to cast a, fi a film. So we contacted some of our casting director friends, Ellen Chenoweth and Gretchen Rennell and Juliet Taylor. And we would have done like a D-horror movie. We would have done anything. Yeah, except we had, we, had, we had one rule and that was no porn. No, yes, that is <laughs> correct. I, I wouldn't be qualified for that. Um, but we, uh, what, I would we be qualified? Up, I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> we ended up getting this film, Desperately Seeking Susan, that Susan Seidelman directed. And um, I think they hired us because we were the cheapest, but you know, it, it turned out pretty well. And then we went on and had a long career together. And then Risa moved to LA and we stayed together for a while, but then we, each went our separate ways, and now Risa has this fantastic studio teaching as well as casting. So that's that's well put in a nutshell. Yeah. So that was yeah. 1984. Ooh, um, wow. Susan. We, yeah, we, we knew each other since 1978, actually. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So long before most of you were born. I was about um, to yeah. say I was just graduating high school <laughs> in '83. So, so okay all right <laughs> and billy and i just um came back brought let's say say put the band back together for uh, yeah. a, a pilot which we had finished casting and loved our cast it was supposed to shoot in new york it's still may and then that was friday the 13th when everything yeah, was, sh shut it was down supposed to start shooting the next week yeah um in in march and then everything just shut down so we re reconnected to collaborate and then um and here we are seven wow. weeks later or whatever all trying to figure out what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we know what happened. A worldwide pandemic happened. So yeah. So um, but I'm so happy to talk to you because it it, you know, it just makes us family. And 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 I'm Lee, I just want to say that I've just admired your work over the years so much. Thank you. And everything that you've done. And um, we're one of the things that struck me so much is what you're doing, just to start with that. Um, on social media and this cha the challenges or challenge that you're offering. I'd love you to talk about that a little bit of why you did it and what happened when people started responding and how you process that and wow. what you, and also what you were seeing and responding to in the work that you did as you chose people and then brought them live on Instagram to do their work live. I was blown away by your <laughs> generosity and I'm sure that you didn't expect to get the input that you got, but so what was the impulse and, oh, and my goodness. what happened? Okay, so the impulse was, um, it was day, I think it was like two, we were like maybe two weeks into it, the, the quarantine, maybe a good 14 days. And you know, like I think everyone, the first week of quarantine was just like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll fix some stuff around my house. I'll, you know, it's a chance to sort of just nest in your, in your home and figure out, you know, what things are, you know, what to do at home. Um, and get ready. And then I think the second week, everyone's just like glued to the television. Like what is happening in the world right now? You know, you literally, you go through the stages of, um, I guess, whatever those stages are. Um, but like, sort of not shock, but just like, just, I guess, shock in a sense. You're like, what's going on? And um, trauma, trauma, I would yeah. call it trauma. Yeah. And yeah. then by the third week, I was just like, okay, I need to figure something out because I am, I won't be able to, to function like this much longer, like watching te television all day. Like the days were just sort of blending. And this was before my husband and I really said, um, 
let's get on a schedule, you know? And he, it was his idea. And I kind of bucked the schedule to, to begin with a little bit. Cause I was just like, no, I'm just like, no, don't tell me what to do. I'm going to do what I want to do. And, da, 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 da. and then I realized, oh no, this really helps. The schedule helps because you, you know, we get up in the morning, we pray together, we go walk our dog for about 45 minutes to an hour, you know, all geared up, has that suit. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but you know, geared up. And, um, and then we come back, we get, you know, derobe, shower, um, eat breakfast. And then I do my, you know, what little work I did and he did little work he did. And then we would have lunch. Then, you know, um, more work in the afternoon, light work, and then dinner and walk the dog and then go to bed. And then it's like, okay, now this is our day. So it's like, it was easy to it, it make the weekends feel like weekends. Do you know what I mean? If you just do this regimen every single day. But before we got into that, it was more about, I was just like, I didn't know what I was going kind of stir crazy, if you will. And so I said, well, let me just, what, what can I do? What can I do different? We were on our walk and I said, I think I'm going to hold general meetings. And he said, oh, okay. I said, yeah, I think I'm just going to, I think I want to hold some general meetings with some actors. I had, you know, we're getting uh, a few emails here and there asking if I wanted to take meetings. And I was just like, why? I'm not, you know, I didn't know what was happening. So what was the point? And then I thought about it. I was like, no, I, you know what? Let me just do this. This will help pass the time. I'll get to meet new people. And that'll be that. And then um, I posted it on my Instagram. And when I posted it, I didn't, I just said, I'm going to take general meetings. Um, I'll be taking some general meetings. And, or, you know, uh, let me know if you want to meet or something to that effect. And I got inundated with people wanting to meet. And I was like, okay, I didn't really think about this. How am I going to choose <laughs> who I'm meet with? You know? And so then I said, okay, well, maybe we'll do a monologue challenge. You know, we'll, we'll have people submit monologues that way. It's easy breezy. You know, I'll lay down a certain rule. It has to be this. So, um, you know, it'll be easy peasy, easy peasy. And we posted it, um, and the next night we had 3,500 submissions, literally within 24 hours. From the time I posted wow. it to the very next day, 3,500 submissions. Wow. So I was like, oh, I'm going to need some help. <laughs> I'm going to need some help. So I solicited everybody in my office, um, my three associates and Jill and Kevin, the two casting directors. I said, let's like, you guys have to help me because there's no way I'm going to get through all this. By the time I cut off the deadline, we were at 11,000. What? 11,000 submissions, right? And all monologues? Monologues and scenes. Like, because I said monologues or as long as it's under two minutes, right? Wow. And so I, I cut, we cut it off, cut the deadline off. And then I think what the most of the influx came is, though, is that when it started getting so much um, play actors started telling their agents and then their agents wanted to submit. And so breakdown was like, Hey, I'm getting a lot of calls about your monologue challenge. Agents are saying, can they submit their actors? And I'm just like, well, I had already sort of started taking general meetings with the agents, you know, who uh, actors who had representation. So it didn't really make sense for them to submit. And, but some actors obviously weren't getting in that way. And so they were like, I'm going to try my chances this way with the monologue. So it was literally 11,000 submissions. So I said, okay, y'all, we got to figure this out. You take an A, B, C, like somebody's going to take A through C, D through, like, and we kind of got through the bulk of it that way with um, them first 
getting rid of anybody who didn't submit a video because there were a bunch of people who just submitted their demo reels. And so we got rid of about 3,800 people that way because they didn't follow wow. directions. <laughs> right, 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 right. Okay. And then we got rid of another like 2,600 people because the monologues or the scenes were over two minutes. Um, because I said two minutes and so I wasn't I had to like just get a little bit more strict because if you're going to be in this business you got to follow the directions so even though some of the monologues were good it was just like that's how it's going to be like I have to otherwise well I, that's why it took me so long to announce who the winners were because I didn't I didn't have the time you know what I mean I, 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 and, you know, I want to speak to, like, not right this second, but I want to speak to the whole notion of following directions because the thing that yeah. I, I want actors to understand is this doesn't mean that you don't, like, that it restricts you and you, and you, and you, it freezes you and paralyzes you. What it means is that you just know what the parameters are and mm -hmm. there are reasons for directions. People aren't doing that to mess you up or to shut you down. So right. it, it's interesting that you had to that people were not necessarily doing that, but uh, yeah, go on. And Fascinating. So, so then after that happened, then it was just like, okay, now we have it down to, I think we got it down to about 7,000 people and we just kind of ticked it away from there. Like, you know, everybody has my password um, on breakdown. So it's like, go in and pick who's your A and who's your B and who's your C. Now we did that. I think I had like A through um, A, B, C, D, E, F. And then, you know, everybody had their space of alphabets. And so then after that, we got all the A's. You know how it is on breakdown. You can select all the A's. And then we made another selection. So only just the A's. Then the A's. Then we tracked down the A's. And we kind of did a process of, of elimination. Now we're here at the A's. Okay, now let's get this down. So we kind of just did that till we got it down to, I think, about 245 people. And when we got it down to that, it became a, so much easier. It was just like, okay, um, we had already seen most of the videos, so it was easier for everyone to determine who was like really the best. Um, and, and so, how how did you how did you do that? What was your process? What were you looking for in getting from seven thousand to two hundred and fifty? What was your process? What were you responding to? I was responding to. Um, really mainly just like diversity and not just diverse people, but diverse uh, material that people chose. Do you know what I mean? I wanted, um, I definitely wanted people who were diverse, but I also wanted people who were not just um, necessarily doing dramatic pieces or drama, you know, or heavy drama pieces, because you know, with monologues, people tend to do the they get very heavy and all like and it's like you don't it doesn't have to be that all the time you know and so um and then even with scenes i wanted some comedy scenes i wanted younger people i wanted older people i wanted men i wanted women i wanted so it was i was we were very conscious in what we were looking for and breaking down you know what it was once we got to um i mean that those were the things i guess that we were looking for in terms of what a performance. I think at, at the very beginning, it was strictly performance. It was just performance driven. We didn't really say, okay, this, this, and this. It wasn't until we got down to the nitty gritty where we were like, okay, now let's really focus on who's doing what and, um, and how we can make this a nice eclectic group of people. And so I just want to drill down on performance because actors are, you know, our audience is actors. And so they're sitting here watching or listening and thinking, Okay, but what is what's a great performance before you get to, you know, getting down even deeper into diversity in, in, in choices? What is it that that 
speaks to you. And Billy, you can also speak to this, like when you're yeah. watching a self-tape or a monologue, what is that thing that makes you sit up and go, yeah, that, I want to watch that. That's good stuff. B, I'm going to let you answer. <laughs> <laughs> this is a hard one. I never, everyone always says, well, what is it? And I'm never quite sure what it is, but I know it when I see it. And I think it's, and I think Reese, you would agree with this. You have to be honest in whether you're doing comedy, drama, whatever. And, and to me, it's honesty and honesty and simplicity and, and not it's addressing what, what Leah just said regarding people, you know, doing big dramatic scenes and sometimes they overdo it. You just have to trust yourself and trust the material. And, um, that's what I, that's basically what I look for, I think. Yeah, so. I think pretty much the same thing. I'm, I'm the, pretty much the same way. I feel like um, you, you don't, it, it, I, and I always tell people, it sounds so cliche when you say, you just, when it comes in the room and you just see it, you just yeah. you know, you just like, oh my God, that person is special. There's something about this person, what they did that just, it, it, when everyone else comes in the room, they're just okay but someone else comes in and it's weird. It's the same material. You've heard it a thousand times, but then when someone else comes in, it just lights up the room. You, this, you know that the material works. And one. particularly when it's the same scene you're hearing yeah. over and over again, you know, right away when someone's yeah. making it really real and special. Yes. Agreed. So might I offer this and in what I'm hearing you both say um, that you're, it's because you're, you're being affected in some way on an emotional level. You're being moved, you're being moved by it, it in, in, a, in a real way. Um, somebody's Definitely. bringing me food here, so I just, I can't. Thank you so, so much. I appreciate that. My husband's bringing me lunch, which is Aww, beautiful. But I'm gonna say, <laughs> um, he'll say hi in a minute. I mean, it's, I, I just, we're living in this crazy bubble here, you know, in this communal thing. So yeah. I just, I love that we're taking care of each other. And one of the ways my family is taking care of me and all of this is, is feeding me and I've gained 10 pounds. So, um, <laughs> so they're cooking, I'm eating. Um, so, but, but that, that you're being moved on some, and, and you know, comedy, drama, s fantasy, sci-fi, whatever it's it is. A, it's a visceral reaction. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. based in emotion, for sure. Yeah. And so just for all, all you actors listening, um, it, because it means that it's something that's, that, that, that you connect with on an emotional level, on a personal level, and you're able to share that. It's not performative, it's experiential, and you're sharing that experience and moving your audience, your casting directors in that way. And that, uh, that speaks to something that's gonna make you go, that's it, that's the yeah. thing, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so that's you're down now, and you're now down to two hundred and fifty. Oh yeah. So then what? <laughs> <laughs> so we're down now again. It's easier. It's like okay, we had the system, still the ABC. I think we did that until we got to um, about ninety-five people, and then what we got when we got to ninety-five, it was like okay, now we'll go through like a point system, one through five. So everybody that got ones. Um, we have to bring it down. We have to get it to 50. So everybody who got ones, no matter how, we, we count all the people that got the ones, this many people got this many ones, this many people got this many twos. Everybody that got the ones automatically was one of the 50 people. But then it was like, it, we, it, it went to like 58. And then I was just like, okay, you guys, we, I'm not doing this again. So it's going to be 58 people because I can't, <laughs> I can't do it. Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Leah, and then that was people, it. And then, oh, oh wait, I'm sorry. 
Oh my God, Billy. Some of them I knew and some of them I didn't know. Most of them I didn't know. And so that was the thing. When we got down to the, um, the 50 people, um, 58 people, I, I told my husband was like, oh, you should go live with, you know, have them doing their monologues. And see, I had got a little bit of, um, someone had contacted me because they, you know, and I don't know if any of you follow me on my Instagram. Yeah, I saw that. I do. Yeah. 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 And so it, it wasn't, I don't know. I mean, I guess it was some sort of backlash, if you will. Uh, and I remember what Barbara Miller always said to me. She said, no good deed goes unpunished, honey. She's, I just heard her words ringing in my ear. <laughs> and I said, she's so right. You know, that and God does not give with both hands. Those were the two quotes that I have learned from Barbara Miller. God rest her soul. And, um, and when she said that was the first thing that came to my mind, and I'm just like, it, it, what people were saying was, or a few people were saying was, that they felt that all actors weren't going to be considered because what if they didn't want to go live? Like, what if they um, didn't want to go live? And that means that that could prohibit them from possibly coming in for future jobs in my office. And I'm just like, well, first one has nothing to do with the other. I'm taking the general meetings regardless. Do you know what I mean? So I felt like that was just unfair. And then B, and most importantly, and if y'all know me, y'all know how I am. Why are you in my business? Like, why are you all up in yeah. my sauce? <laughs> this is what I'm doing. This is my process for me to meet people. So it has nothing to do with anyone else. It's just me on a human level connecting with other human beings in our business so that we can feel connected and do something fun and positive and, and in the midst of all this craziness. That's, you know, so it just, it was just really disheartening that I had to explain it. Um, but then I think once I explained it, people got it. And then I thought about it and I said, okay, well, some people are going to be a little nervous about doing their monologue and you know, if they don't want to, I asked them, I said, Hey, you don't have to. You mean, you're talking general. about, you're talking about coming in and then doing it with you on yeah. Instagram live. Yes. Yeah. Re so, redoing it, showing up and doing it live. Right. Cause we, yep. after our 50 to 58 people, I announced them and then I gave them, I, I reached out to them via email because that was part of the process. You have to submit via email so I can get in touch with you. I sent out the emails. Hey, I'm doing 10 people a day. It turned out to do about 12 or 13 people a day until the end of the week. And if you want to do your uh, monologue on my live, I would really like, you know, I would really love to have you. And the first day people were kind of weird about it. Nah, I don't know. Okay. I'm shy. And then I think out of 12 people, only six, half of them said they would do it. But it was so much fun the first day that then everybody wanted to do it. So wanted it just it. grew and grew and grew and turned into something. It kind of turned into like a little casting variety show. It was weird. It was. It was entertaining. It was really, I, I, I was tuning in at five o'clock to watch it. So, so um, what, yeah, why do you think it, it felt like a little show? And, but but, but not, a sh not a show, again, again, not performative. Like, I was blown away by how people showed up and just brought themselves and their stories. Yes, it was so interesting. I mean, and I tried well, you to made be... them feel very comfortable, I think, Leah, but that was part of it. So yeah, thank you. Thank you. It was so crazy because, the, I mean, we had so many obstacles. One day I didn't have internet. One kid was arrested or detained in his home. He had, um, he was doing the <laughs> monologue and I guess his neighbors thought that he was in a fight and so they called the police and then the police came and literally <laughs> detained him. And he, and he was, you know, he's a work in progress. 
So he, um, when I watched his monologue, I'm like, okay, so now I feel horrible that he had to go through this process, but he would be one of my 50 if I had to break it down. So um, I said, well, let me just meet with him and explain to him, A, just have a, you know, conversation with him about being sorry that he had to go through this, but B, give him some tips on his performance, what he can do. Just some tips that I can help him with in terms of along his acting journey. And that's why I held the meeting with him because I really wanted to just connect with him. And when we spoke, I said, um, he said, I want to come on your live. And I said, well, he didn't ask to come on my live. He said, if you want me to, I would love to. I said, well, well let's see how it goes. And then spontaneously, I said, it, he just was there. I said, well, let me bring him on because I know people know what happened to him because a lot of people that were following me knew what was going on with his situation but they also you know i think that to the naked eye you could some of the monologues versus his monologues which one was the strongest monologue do you know what i mean it was pretty obvious and so i wanted people to understand that just come on i'm going to give you some um positive feedback some positive construction uh, constructive criticism yeah constructive criticism so he understands that this is you know this is all coming from a place of love you know i as a casting director we want y'all to win we want you to win coming into the room i just want to I, I love that you did that with him and, and how generous and and that you are coming from this place of love you know i think that some actors hear all of this it's like how you know I, i'm hearing anxiety from some people of like they're 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 putting themselves out there 50 million challenges and there's this challenge for, and there are 8,500 people here and 11,000 people here and there's a winner and so they start to get up in their stuff about the same kind of anxiety they get about getting into rooms and getting cast so um, can you just both of you speak um, even in the, the audition process and we'll, and I want to get into the whole self-tape thing and what this is going to mean for self-tapes and virtual auditioning going forward. And I know Leah, you have to go and do some virtual auditions <laughs> in a minute in real time. But so like, what does this mean? What do you say to actors who feel like they, they don't have a shot at this? Like they don't have a shot at a role for a pilot. They don't have a shot at one of these challenges to be a winner. What, it, what why if do those, it? If those people have that attitude, then they're not. They're not gonna get cast in the pilot. They're not gonna get picked in one of these challenges. I'm not doing the challenges, but I enjoy watching them. And the thing is, is because the anxiety is gonna work against them. All actors are nervous when they come into the room or even if they're self-taping. And with the self-taping, which is gonna become far more prevalent than it has been. And virtual auditioning, I think when, when we finally get back to business, the anxiety, you, you have to, I always tell the actors when they're in the room, I said, you have to make your nerves, or when I'm speaking to young actors, particularly in college classes, you have to make your nerves work for you because you're gonna be nervous no matter what level you're at. Mm. And to, to, to think that you're not is not true. And that just adds to your anxiety. So I, could, I, I see actors sometimes a hundred a day, but I never could be one. I admire them. and. To that end, what Leah was speaking to, as casting directors, good casting directors, we're here to help you. We want you to get the job. We want you to do your best work because we know you're capable of it. So um, does that answer the question, Risa? Yeah, and, and just to, to, to tag on to that, it, it is, you do, when you're giving out the, the information to, you know, the actors and how, how like, like you said, the anxiety of, well, there's all these things going on. I think when I first did it, it wasn't a lot going on. I think yeah. it was probably the first sort of, you know, the start of it. So then it kind of like, it, it snowballed into everybody else doing it, which I'm glad of because 
It was just like, for me, it was no pressure. It was just like, the only pressure was literally getting to the videos. That was the most pressure. Cause I was just like, oh my God, like, how am I going to do this? There's no way. And so when I, what was supposed to be, um, I think announced at the end of the week, it turned into almost two weeks, me announcing winners because of, or at least a week and a half, um, because of all the, the process that we had to go through. Cause I really wanted to be fair. Like I really wanted to be, or as fair as I could be given the amount of submissions that came in. Do you know what I mean? So it was just like, this is the way to be fair. But also another way I felt like to be fair was allowing the random people to come in. I had no idea what those random people were going to do. Um, I would just, at the end of the session, if I had time, I would have people come in. Okay. I'm going to pick a random person. Do you have a one minute monologue? And people were coming on and they were really bringing it, like really bringing it. And so I felt like because of that, it wasn't just, oh, I'm amongst all these thousands of people. I, if I just like, I can come on and she might choose me. It's the luck of the draw. Are you talking about, you're talking, you're talking about your lives? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And I think that that's how it is sometimes even in real casting. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like sometimes it really is like, it depends on if, like I can get a submission, get a submission, get a submission. And you know, it could come across your desk at the right time at the right day. And you'll just be like, okay, I'm giving this person a shot today. You know? So sometimes it is the luck of the draw and that's just being real. Yeah, that's completely true. It just, it does depend on your mood of the day, you know? So, and Lisa, I'm going to actually, I know that you're teaching your classes right now in, in, in self-taping. And, you know, I always get the question from a lot from working actors, from new actors. Well, do you, do self-tapes actually work? Do you, and, I, and I've cast so many people off of self-tapes already mm -hmm. in my career that it's, it's going to become such an important element of the casting process when we resume business. Actors need to know how to self-tape. It's like, you know, look at yourself to see if you're lit properly that, so we can at least see you because there's nothing worse than getting a good audition, but no one can see the person. Yeah. You know, so... Well, you know what? You know what's in, what's interesting about that, and and I think the technical stuff. I, we hear I hear from a lot of actors. Um, oh, I couldn't get the technical stuff together, and I'm so worried about all this and that. It's like, yeah, get it down and figure it out. But it's not the it's not the the most important thing about your work no. in a self tape. You know, figure out how to how we can see you and hear you and hear your off screen That's partner. That's all I care about is seeing you and seeing you seeing your eyes and hearing you. Yeah. Because because it really. I have found it a very, compared to when Reese and I started on Desperately Seeking Susan, we had to see people live. Rarely did you even VHS tape people at that point. Remember you went out to Los Angeles during the Los Angeles mm -hmm. Olympics and Reese and you were taping people. That was the, I that took was my big clunky VHS camera, which like <laughs> cost a bit, it was about 10 pounds on my shoulder. Yeah. yeah. And, and then you would, and then you would FedEx the, the tapes yeah. back oh and forth God. for three, it took those. three days. And it was, imagine yeah. what the assistants had to go through. We yeah. had to... Yeah, no, was, we, we, we'd have we'd have three decks, and we'd have to like video cut back and forth. No, but it but it's true. The self tape world is it now more than ever. We saw a ton of it on pilots recently, yes. um, and um, but again, you know, you want people to. Sometimes actors try to recreate an audition where they're standing stiffly in front front of a blue wall, yeah. and, and you know, or they're or they're acting their brains out, and it's just mm. so so like they're working so hard. hard. They're forgetting they're in a scene, and it, for me, it's like if it feels like a little movie, and you're really dropped in and 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 present and and engage with another human being, like then it's then it's again it comes through the screen and it's impacting and yeah, it does it does impacting. come through the screen and it's like. You said you're responding with emotion which is completely true yeah yes so. 
Yeah. So, so we think that self-taping and virtual auditions is going to be happening more and more now before anybody gets back in the room with people. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it, that the number of people that actually will get into a room will be very limited, you know, um, compared to what it was. And, and that for actors, that's not a, that's not a bad thing. It just means you have to, it's like Risa said, make sure we can see you and just be, be honest and be real in your self-tapes. It does come across. Yeah. What do you what do you what do you look for, Lee, in a, in a self tape? What what affects you and what gets you get what's what keeps you watching past five seconds? Um, in a good self tape, I think first off, when you look at it, it's like okay, what's the lighting look like? Like how, just just as pure aesthetics. Like the first thing I'm going to go into is pure aesthetics of it. Okay, whether or not that's going to be something that's going to attract me or not. Um, but I think right off, it's like it's like it's almost like the moment before it's like th that moment before they start um they're in their scene or like when they get into it or when they first start it like just how they start immediately if i'm drawn in if i'm a, if i'm like you said if i'm affected if i'm um if it moves me in some way from the very beginning then i'm like okay then i'm going to lean into it and then i'm going to watch um, I can always, sometimes it's speed casting, you know, you guys know if, if they don't catch you right away within like the first 15 yeah. seconds, 15, 20 seconds, it's like, okay, but no, no. Particularly when you're working on television because the, the casting you don't have so the time. Faster. Yeah. And, and then sometimes it's like you have to get over a couple of bumps before you get to the meet, you know, cause maybe sometimes people start off a little rocky mm -hmm. and it's just like, okay. Let me just watch a little bit more. You see something like a, maybe a little glitter and you're like, okay, let me just see. And then it's like, okay, no. Or, okay, yes, they started off rocky, but they got to a place where it picked back up. Maybe they could just need some direction for that, you know, some notes or some, you know, something different just so they know they can come in a little bit stronger and hold my attention from the door as opposed to me having to wait. And also I want to say this about self tapes too. Um, and I don't know what you guys prefer, but I prefer different takes. Like I don't want to see one long take. I, agree. Um, I think that if you have two takes of take one, I want to see one clip, take one, see one clip, take two. If it's one long and the good take is at the end, that means I have to wait till I get to the end or it's just, it's too much of a hassle in, in casting. You know, we don't have time. Actors ask a lot, you know, should I send more than one take? And I always say, yes, if they're different, you know, and dif I agree. different and different doesn't mean, well, I got this line right on this one and this line right no. on that one. It like you, you get, you have the opportunity to do a completely different version of it. One where you're, you know, really you feel distraught. And then another one where you're angrier, you know, in, yeah. in, in a scene or one where you're, um, you know, you're, 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 you're a little seductive and another one where you're, uh, you're, you're coming from a, a different emotional place. And, and if they're really different then then hell yeah, and play with that and be bold yes. enough to play with that and try different things on. There's no right way to do it. And yeah. I think that's an advantage of self-tapes. You do have the chance to do that because sometimes in the room, you don't get the chance to do it a mm -hmm. completely different way, particularly if the director is in the room and they have such a strong vision of how they want it. They don't want to see it another way. And like, yeah. I'll, I'll say, we'll, we'll say if, if it's, I, we said that's such smart advice regarding it. If it's completely different and do include, because I always just, do one take and I only pass on usually one take to the director and producers. Well, well often 
um, they don't know what they want and they're, no. and they're waiting for you to tell them. I mean, that's yeah. like, you know, a writer's written something and now they hand it over often directors, especially in television. They're just kind of catching up with you. You know, yeah. this role and this scene and this world better, better than, than anybody. Me. Yeah. Yeah. You're inhabiting this thing. So it's, again, that's leadership where you can come in and say, this is, this is where this lives in me. This is my version of this. And then, offering that and saying does that jive with you guys and if it does yeah. great but but when when i know actors feel like well i want to be directed do you what's your feeling about that because I, I because this is this is requiring self-direction it's requiring leadership it's a, a, a requiring self-advocacy and boldness you know on on behalf of the actor not waiting for somebody to tell you how to do yeah. it yeah usually no, the direction it will if someone's self-tape comes in and it's a promising self-tape and it's good, but we need to see something else in the scene. Then we'll go back and give direction, whether it's directed to the actor or through the agent, and we make sure that the, that direction gets to them. And they, it, I'd say 90% of the time, the, the, the second self-tape will have what you ask them to incorporate. At least that's been my experience. And, and, but this is what I love about this new sort of virtual space that we're in. Do you know what I mean? This virtual audition space that we're in, because I've been using another platform, the We Audition platform, and it, it, it definitely has some things that it needs to, like some kinks to be worked out. Um, but uh, overall, the system that they have is really good because it's, it's really specifically for a virtual audition there's a virtual rating waiting room you can post your sides you can chat in the room um you can it tapes the actor and it tapes just the performer tapes my voice reading with the performer um but um it changed in the video quality is really good when everyone has good internet and that's where it's lagging at because they haven't been around as long as like a zoom or a skype and mm -hmm. so the video isn't necessarily as crystal clear as it like right now looking at you guys there's three of us on here four if you include studio b so and we're all and we're all clear like we can see yeah. each other and we're not lagging and i think that's where that particular company even though they have a really good platform i don't know if that's bandwidth because i don't really know like technical terms or anything but um if they get that in order i don't think that i think it's going to change the game altogether because i think it and this is just my experience that i'm having as i'm having these auditions um more regularly i notice that the actors are more relaxed on these virtual auditions oh my god you know what is i'm so glad you said that yeah. um and and i think that all of like look, remember when we, we were talking about like in the 80s we had you know uh vh vhs tapes uh -huh. and we had big clunky cameras and then it got more streamlined and now we're doing it on the iphone and and things are getting more sophisticated we're in the new new phases of this and we are dependent on internet and even the zoom stuff we're, we're, we're struggling at the studio a little bit to, to make sure that the work that we produce on zoom is not lagging and and, and mm -hmm. that it's in, in sync so it's all very lo-fi which in a weird wonderful way is just creating a level playing field you know yeah. because yes. because everybody's doing this paul mccartney is singing you know with his iphone and it's not you know properly whatever and and oprah and oprah's talking with her computer yeah. stacked up on some books in her house and like everybody's everybody's in the lo-fi world so it's like it, none of that the technical stuff matters as much as the as the quality of the work and showing up but what we're finding and i and i know that you're seeing this also lee and i love that you brought this up i want to know more about this we're finding in class i'm seeing people <clears throat> so relaxed and so present in this virtual world, mm -hmm. like on Zoom or on, you know, in, in, in whatever platform, and they're not 
feeling this whole need to perform yes. because they're, they're just being, living and breathing in the story, in the scene. And I'm seeing people, even people I've known in class for two years in a whole new way. And I'm like, where That's have exciting. you, where have you yes. been? You know, it is exciting. It is exciting because I noticed it's so, it, it, at first I thought, okay, is it just me? Or are we just like, because everybody that was reading the material, even though that they weren't necessarily the right role, they were showing up. They were at least like they were, they had moments where I was just like, oh, okay, this person is. is well, they were prepared. They were prepared. Which is um, the thing and, that drives me crazy when an actor's not prepared. It's like, that's your too. homework. <laughs> Me too, me. Me too. But there's something about this this virtual space where people aren't feeling as much of a need to present or perform. Yeah, yeah. I think the I think being in your home gives you some level of um, control. So and ground like, oh, I'm home. There's nothing they can do to me here. You're not in I'm that in my safe room space. waiting to get into the yeah, room. Yeah, I'm in my safe space. Although I will say with We Audition, you can see clearly who's in the waiting room. So there yes. is still that little bit of like when the actors come in and they see the sign-in sheet, they're like, okay, who's been here? What who how many mm -hmm. of my agents sent, you know, how many people did my agent send in? Like that's me? the that's the big one. <laughs> yeah. But um you have that virtual waiting room, but still there's no pressure. Like there's literally no pressure. So yeah, I think that, yeah. that's why I'm getting better performance too. And I just want actors to hear that. Like there is a letting go when you are sitting there at your computer and you are willing yes. to engage without the, you know, having to stand there and feel like you're being watched and you have to like, you have to perform by yourself. You know, there's a, there's a sense of just having a conversation, being real, being honest, being personal. Um, yeah. and, and that's affecting, we're seeing it in classes blowing us away. You're seeing it in auditions and, and it's a whole new way of, of being. And I hope, I really hope that this creates an allowance for actors to show up more honestly and truthfully. I, I think we'll actually see better auditions, to be honest, okay. as a result of that, because of that. Yeah. And then better work. The actors can do their, like, it's like I go back to the, the thing, to their honest self, you know, to, 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 to find the truth in the scene. So. And that's the thing. People want, I think, especially now in this day and age, you can't be anything but honest you can't be anything but authentic because right now that's all people are having if you're mm -hmm. not honest if it's not real if they don't relate in some way it's fake and they're you're going to be called out on it <laughs> and um and and that's going to be that now you know i think that's another reason why with those instagram live monologues and the scenes that they did i think you know some were so really good was because they again were in the comfort of their own home yeah <laughs> and in a safe just, environment in a safe environment and they didn't feel like oh um because one of the things that come up about doing the the monologues they were like oh well you know this community uh, not just the, not the community but people can be mean and hurtful on instagram and judge people and say unkind words and things like that and i'm just like well here's the thing as an actor you going people are going to scrutinize you like that's, that's the job, sorry, you signed up for. So you are going to be judged. And if you do not want to be judged, this is not the job for you, period. Like we all judge, you know what I mean? We don't, not to a, and, and I don't like to be like, say I'm, you know, um, the buck stops here with me because it's not, but my job is really to a certain degree, judge your performance to give the best performance to my producers and my directors and to the studio. And we have so many people that we have to please 
and everybody has to come on the same page. So yeah, there is a level of judgment that comes along, or judgment and responsibility that comes along with this job. But that it's not judging you in a bad way. It's just judging you so we get the best. So that when we are telling this story, that people relate to it and 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 feel like you know, oh, this is something that resonates with me, and and I I believe this because I have this has happened to me, or you know what I mean? I know I'm so, going so, off on a tangent. No, no, you're not. And 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 I I what I'm I'm hearing you saying, and Billy, please speak to this as well. Is that again? You're looking to, to you have a story to tell. You have people who have an idea of what that is or they don't have any idea of what that is. Everybody's looking for somebody to come in and bring themselves to help um, contribute something to the story. So the judgment is only how are we going to find a fit between this you know, somebody and this story we're telling or learn about what it is that the story needs. And so if even if we take the notion of judgment out of it, we're looking for for a, a connection between yes. your voice and the voice of the story and the and, and what the audience is going to resonate to and again looking to be affected and so yes you, you put yourself out there and if you put their, yourself out there on social media people are going to have a certain level of of a response or or whatever but the great thing is is that like what you signed up for is to be vulnerable right mm -hmm. in the world yeah. that's what you signed up for and so now the crucible's open and you are in a vulnerable place we all are that so why not be willing to you can you can stay home in the dark you know and be vulnerable mm -hmm. and nobody will see you and and you'll and you'll feel badly or you can be vulnerable in a in a communal space in a visible space and people will feel you and that's the choice of what you do with yourself and your vulnerability say this all the actors i mean the act they love each other y'all they love each other they love each other i have never seen so many actors support and like you can tell like even the actors that were nervous the, the comments that were coming up when people were like that's okay you got it sit in it relax you got it just that's take, nice i mean they were so supportive i was just like look at y'all loving on each other this was and that I'm getting goosebumps just really thinking about how supportive they were really like just on each other. And I think, damn, why can't all people just be like that? Like, why can't it j people just support and love each other regardless? And if you feel like somebody is not like on the right track, give them the encouragement so they can get on the right track instead of bashing. You know, you get, I mean, my mother always says you get more bees with honey. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, it, it 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 doesn't make sense to to bash or to make someone feel bad and think that you're going to get the best performance out of somebody. It just don't work that way. No, but but it also it it also comes from. I mean, and I even want to speak to uh, your experience where where people were criticizing you. You know. I, we're noticing that a lot at the studio too. Actors are just, I mean, we're all ripped open here. And so people are not necessarily at their best. And so if a competitive thing comes out in people, it comes from insecurity and need and fear. And, and when you see that kind of support for each other, it feels good to do that. And, you know, and I hope that when people do get back into the waiting room going forward, they can walk into that waiting room in the spirit of support. You know, because we're, you know, if we can hold on to this. You just dropped the mic right there, Risa. You just dropped the that's mic. That's really good. And, and I wish sometimes actors, I'm just going to remind them, because this, this should be obvious, but, you know, we as casting directors are there to help and support you. And you need to trust us when, when, when we, when, especially when you're in the room and we're the ones giving the direction, which is usually the case. Just 
there has to be a level of trust that goes back that goes both ways. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that I think that also that trust also comes when you realize that casting directors are not the gatekeepers. Casting mm -hmm. directors are not higher up in some hierarchy of some imagined no. totem mm -hmm. pole and you're at the bottom. Casting directors are not there to say no to you or to test you or even through these challenges to put you through the paces. Casting directors are here to support you and, and help you figure out your connection to the work. And, yeah. and, and Leah, say some more about that, where you're coming from. It's so funny that you say gatekeepers because they look at us like we're gatekeepers. And yep. um, and I did an a, a, a interview with someone that said something with the gatekeepers. And I was thinking, I don't really look at myself as a gatekeeper, though. I mean, it's like, oh, and, and, and they want to make it seem like it's, because I don't know, when I think gatekeeper, I, to me, that's not a, 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 it comes with like a sort of a negative connotation. Yes. So for me, I don't, yeah. So I don't look at it as like, oh yeah, I'm the gatekeeper because I'm not like, I'm not there to, to, to prevent you from doing anything, you know what I mean? And so it's interesting that you say that because I, I don't know that everyone looks at it as being a negative thing, but for me, I'm just, I'm curious to know what you think about that. Like when someone says we are the gatekeepers. Because they, people. because because a lot of actors believe that you are the you are, you are in between them and the job. Yeah, right. And, and so that's, that's why I'm saying there needs to be a level of mm -hmm. trust that goes both ways. And actors, I, I know it's hard. Actors are very insecure, and that's just the nature of being an actor. But you have to sometimes have some level of trust in us that we are there to help you. I just can't emphasize that enough. And I think I, I love that, Billy. And I think what what I some of the the, the challenges and the open calls and the um, like br bring your reel and show it, all of that stuff that casting directors are now doing through social media and online is 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 saying to actors, we're here doing our work. We are collaborating with you. We are inviting you into our lives, our homes, yeah. and and our work. Mm -hmm. And so we're trying to figure out this connection. And it's helping actors. I hope realize that we're all you know doing this together and that we're 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 all needing connection yeah. and artistry and 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 to be in and in the work together that's what we all need and so maybe it'll start leveling this playing field for for everybody yeah. you know hopefully all that of would us be great. Yeah. it would be it would be and i gotta say this too um I, i've met so many wonderful actors so many wonderful actors that i know and and I actually have brought quite a few of them in for my pilot that I'm working on now. It's so funny listening to um, the the covering executives like, oh, I don't know this person or I don't know that person. It was just like, I didn't know him before two weeks ago. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's all good. But I know for a fact I would not have known them if we weren't in this pandemic 100%. There's no yeah. way. So a lot, a lot of silver lining. I know you have to go soon. I want to talk to two things really quickly, Leah. One okay. is, so you are working on, on now, and I know a lot of people aren't, and keep, people keep asking, or is there work? Are people working? Um, you're working on something without a with a start date or no start date yet? No start date yet, um, but it is a, sh a pilot, or I don't know if it's pilot or straight to series, but it was, we're working for, like, looking at um, two of the, the series leads, um, released a breakdown for five of uh, the series leads, and it's just for a short period of time, just trying to see what's out there, and hopefully when, 
this period is up, then we'll know what's happening in the world so we can get a better idea on when this will actually shoot. So it's kind of like loosely in the air, but it's no real date. Like, you know what I mean? It's all TBD. People are saying, some people are saying August, you know, some people are saying September. It just really depends on how this, you know, what happens. But I will say this too. Um, I was speaking to a showrunner um, who was telling me that she thinks, well, she knows that when things come back, it's going to be a slow roll. Like, it's not going to just be like, boom, all of a yep. sudden this insurgence of work. It's going to be very slow to wave, like a very wave here, a wave there. And they're going to be looking at productions that have a smaller, more intimate cast and crew yep. that's yep. easier to maintain. Yeah, that's we're hearing sure. that. that. We're hearing yeah. that too. Yeah, yeah. No, no big outdoor scenes with 300 extras, yeah. Yeah. you know, mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, yeah, and so for those of you listening, like they're like, like I think getting back to all of our lives, it's going to be a slow roll. Getting yeah. back on airplanes and getting back to concerts and getting back into restaurants and and the business coming back is going to be it is going to be a slow roll, and we all have to get right with that now. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, we have to be patient and slow. Yeah. that's the way it is. And so. use this time to be you know creative and um and so also Leah, speak to diversity because mm -hmm. um I know that that you you. I've heard from actors of color that you're one of the the people out there who's who's really paying attention to that and mm -hmm. and what are you seeing in the in some in the in the challenge you've done and in, you know and how that's appeared in this whole new new virtual space um, how actors are showing up that maybe wouldn't have had the courage or the creativity or imagination to show up before. Um, I listen. I'm always an advocate. It's so funny because Billy has taught me to use my voice. I don't know that even though I had been in casting for a very long time, it wasn't until I started working with him that I realized, oh no, you can say stuff. <laughs> you can give your opinion. And he taught me that. He really taught me how to use my voice. And, and in a way that's, you know, respectful and still, but you get your point across and you give you educate your producers and um um and your talent executives or whoever on um the talent just so they because they may not be educated on who these people are and doing it in a respectful way and then you know what you've done your job whether they decide to go with that or not is a different thing so i i use that concept in just my when i'm casting period now do you know what i mean i i feel like now that I have this voice, you can't shut me up. So, <laughs> so, so if I'm in a situation where, you know, I'm reading or we're looking at material or where anything that's, is, that's come up, if it's not specific, I'm just going to say, Hey, I'm going to, you know, bring people in of what, whoever feels right. Like I'm not going to limit myself to, oh, this person is this or this person is that. I'm just going to bring in whoever feels right and whoever um, um, gets the, you know, whoever they, they choose, they choose. But I'm not going to say, oh, I'm not going to ask permission to bring in actors of a certain ethnic background anymore. I'm going to do it. And if they don't stick, then it don't stick then or you know whether it's ethnic whether it's um transgender whether it's you know a wheelchair user whether it's you know whatever the case may be i'm just going to do it and then if it's done great if they don't respond they don't respond but i as my job that's what i'm doing that's how that's the only thing i can do 
I find that. I don't know if I answered the question though. Yeah, I think you did. Okay. From the beginning, Reese and I, right from the beginning, we've been desperately seeking Susan. We've always spoken our mind in a way that I think is respectful, probably because we just didn't know any better in the beginning. But, but well, so, I, think yeah. that, I think that's important. And, and, and you know, I've been in this industry a long time as a casting director and diversity is such a more of an option now than it was when, when, when I started. It was so hard in the beginning to get people who, if this role was written as, you know, white man or white woman, but it didn't matter mm-hmm. to consider other ethnicities. And, and I, you know, I, I take pride in, in what my office has done to make sure that we see a diversity of actors. Cause I've always encouraged that. And I think Risa has from the beginning and Leah, I know you certainly have. And I, I think that's, that's important that, that all ethnicities are considered whenever it's possible. Yes, places where whenever you, you it's think possible. It was possible. Right, yep. right. And, and I think, Leah, you've also given a voice to a diverse group of actors, even through these challenges, who may not have felt comfortable in some of the other challenges or some of the other open calls to be able to go, I, I feel safe here. I feel like she'll actually pay attention to me. And that's a testament to your open-mindedness to your history and experience and the work that you do. And it's so important that people feel like they have a voice. Yes. Yeah, for, for sure. You know, Billy, when we were doing the third season of Star and we had, uh, when we were doing the pilot of Star, yeah. it was one of the first, you know, pilots that even though they had, I think had Transparent out, it was- It we was one looking, of the first transgender yeah, one of the first transgender roles. Series regulars. Yes, and they that's really, and it was openly transgender. So it was just like, it, it, at that time, we literally, we had to have that open call because we, yep. there was no agencies that, there weren't really, like, they were all now just, they address Now there are agencies and thing, things that address that, and it's, it's much easier to find the transgender. Much actors. easier. But back then, we had to, we were going from scratch. We were literally, like, in this underground world trying to find just untapped talent not necessarily actors but just talent like oh this person seems like they have some creativity or some you know there's some depth there or there's some you know there's rawness there like literally going on instagram or going on social media trying to find this underground world to to tap into hey do you want do you want to audition for this show do you want to audition for the show i know you're not an actor i know you're not this um but do you mind auditioning and literally coming up with like I think we had two or three solid choices that it, it ended yeah, up being, um, you know, Amaya. And then two years later, two, three years later, now she needs a friend on her show. And I release a breakdown and I not only have, I'm getting submissions, but I have six solid choices to show to the producers and they're actors now. And they're, you know, they're really taking it serious because one of the one things I do want to bring up to actors before I have to go, cause I know I'm, I'm running behind already, but um, in diverse, in diversity with, um, especially with like wheelchair users or what it used to be for transgender actors, it was, we could send out the breakdown and we could say, Hey, we want to do this. We're trying to do this, but in calling you in, if you don't have the skill set, then we can't hire you. So it's like, I need for you to do your work. You can't say, Hey, hire me, hire me. You're not doing this or you're not doing that. But then when I bring you in, you can't deliver. I need you to take this as serious as everybody else is taking it. Go get you some acting classes, stay in coaching, like do something so that when I do bring you in, I'm not just giving you the pity bring in, or I'm not just doing what, you know, you're crying for us to do. No, I need to you to be viable. I need to hold you accountable because this is what 
what this is all about. This is what these people do. So if you're going to be in this position, you're going to cry about it, then damn it, do the work. I'm sorry. I don't know if I'm supposed to cuss, but I say that to say at the end of season three, I had choices. Yeah. Yeah. And it shows how it shows how this kind of advocacy has paid off. Leah, I know you have to go and Billy, you, you as well. Just one, one thing, if you had to give one piece of advice or offer something to actors out there listening right now in the middle of this crazy pandemic that we're, you know, getting into in deep, deep into it almost two months in, what would you, what, what would you say from your heart? I say from my heart as an actor, you need to be prepared. And right now there's the time to get prepared. So use the time wisely and don't, you know, dancers, professional dancers take a company class every morning and, you know, and it, because it's a physical thing and actors have their homework too. So use this time to learn how to self-tape in the virtually audition and, um, and be prepared for when we go back to the business opening up. Billy, I say the same thing. I think you said it nicely. I was literally going to say those exact same words. Just make sure you're using this time to just work on your craft, whether, and I know that, you know, a lot of people aren't working, so, you know, money is tight. So if you, if you, you know, like, but there, I know that there are people that are offering classes at a discounted rate or offering some sort of complimentary classes, but just yes. try to stay in constant study, do as much as you can um, working on it. So like you said, when it does come time to open back up, you're prepared and you learn from everything that's happening right now, um, now that we have the time to sit with it, that you realize how important it is to like really use those muscles, you know, exercise yeah. those muscles. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, one of the things we're, we're definitely offering a lot of stuff that we hope actors can afford, discounting our classes dramatically, yeah. offering stuff for free because we want to just hold space for actors to yeah. feel connected and creative. And also one thing I would add to what you're saying is, especially when you look at some of these challenges, like write something, create something, yes. do a Zoom movie or Zoom series. We know actors who are who are making Zoom movies and 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 writing together and creating together and collaborating. Yeah, create your and, own material. Yeah. You know, and, and Make your own work. And then you're speaking, then you have a voice and you're speaking from yourself and that that kind of stuff is going to penetrate and people are going to see that and feel that and respond to that. And you'll be also a happier, more whole artist in all of that. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Cool. All right. Well, thank right, well, you. Th thank you guys so much for doing you're this. You're so Risa. welcome, Risa. Thanks, and Leah. thank you for coming onto the live. I saw that you were on my live too. You were making your comments. I was like, someone said, Risa, I can see it. I was like, I said, what? <laughs> oh, I was having so much fun, Leah. I loved it so much. I was, to me, it just felt like the, the, the encapsulation of everything that this should be. And I so appreciate that you were, you were doing that and the energy and love and um, commitment that you've put out to actors. It's palpable. It's necessary. It's beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank yeah. you so yeah. much. Yeah. And Billy, it's just great that for the three of us to yeah. connect no, in this fun. space. I really appreciate I, it. It was. I, yeah. I kept saying we should all have dinner someday and we, sh we will, but this is, again, this, yes. this is our first step. So Until thank you yes. both so much. Right. Lots welcome. of love. Okay. Right. Bye. Goodbye. We are thrilled and moved by the response to the podcast. We love reaching actors all over the world, actors like you, who tell us that our podcast inspires them, informs them, and makes them excited and proud to be an actor. Yeah, but make no mistake, an acting career is won by being in the consistent practice of the work, week after week, month after month, year after year. Success for an actor is in the doing. So here at the BGB studio, we offer the highest quality acting training for passionate, committed, talented, and ambitious actors. We see that kind of work transform talent into successful careers, and that makes us so happy. There is no substitute for doing the work consistently, and we offer the work of success. 
we are the home of your 10,000 hours. We offer ongoing and eight-week on-camera auditions, scene study, and workout classes. They're available now. So sign up now to secure your spot and get to work. Go to braymangarciabraun.com slash classes or click the link for classes in the podcast show notes. We'll see you in class.